When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome back to the B list. I'm B. I've got a return guest here. I love her. Uh, I can't remember how many times she's been here, but it's Jeff Rothschild. Um, she's the host of her own podcast, Hot Takes and Deep Dives. Um, and she's got a new podcast where you're kind of like, uh, would you call yourself the host or the narrator of it, or both? I guess it's like, I, yeah. I well, I mean, I'm the creator of it, but I guess okay. I'm, I guess I'm the host, a okay. narrator. Yeah, all of it. She is the <laughs> yeah, host the, or narrator. I'm, I'm the Bethany. The Bethany of <laughs> new podcast series called Fire Finding Fire Island. Um, guys, I want you guys to check this one out. I checked it out. She, I've been meaning to for a while, but it came out. And obviously, as summer goes, things get so busy, and I don't even like listen to that many podcasts. But I'm so glad that I did. You only we told me to. We te- we texted about this. Yeah. You and I were texting when I was literally on my way to Provincetown, and okay. we were like, it, we we you were like really shot out of a cannon that day that we were texting, and I yeah. was like, yeah, babe, yeah, yeah. I'm literally pulling up to the house, like about to like meet my friends for a week, like. Yeah. Let's put pause, put a pause on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're going to pick it that? up. Right now. I forget what was going on. Something was that, going on in my life. I, as we, yeah, it's, as I think we go. were, tr- we were talking housewives. That was like the very, very, it was like the last Saturday of July. Okay. Well, well, if August you want an actual shit, date. So yeah. <laughs> I'm so, can I just say, Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I obviously I, like yeah. we have a private relationship, but I just yeah. want to say like, I want to pour one out for Stevie. Like, thank you. I thank you. I'm a, I have a fellow long haired Chihuahua, Piper. Mm-hmm. And adorable. I mean, Stevie lived how, like, Stevie was like into her teens. She was 18 years old. That's unbelievable. See, like, should a dog live that long? Should a dog live that long? That's what I'm saying. So, like, I don't talk, I haven't talked too much about her, but um, as you guys know, Stevie, my dog passed. And, um, so but she was 18 and i've had her the entire time it's kind of crazy i just aged myself but she um if you look up on google for the type of dog i mean average is like 13 to 15 years so i must have been doing something right i took care of her like she was long hair chihuahua right i think actually technically she was a papillon so in their family yeah so it's quite different but but still kind of like similar like similar age range and stuff um and really similar sensibilities they look exactly alike but yeah she's a papillon but um uh yeah no i mean she lived a really long life and honestly towards the end it's like you know it's uh, 
my mom was like, you're keeping her alive for yourself. And I was like, I know. You couldn't make it to the Labor Day on Fire Island. I was hoping. But then you know what? I was like, I just, I would not want to put her through it. Traveling at that point with such an old dog. No, I know. I'm I'm joking. Like, no, no, totally. After, no, no. Was, after, was it like after she saw the chicken? No, I did like, want you know, to. I, was she like, you know, I witnessed, I lived through the chicken tender gate. Check, please. Like, I got yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like also that was our happy place too. Um, and we're this is guys, this is going to be a very Fire Island heavy episode because, like I said, you're the host of and creator of the new podcast Finding Fire Island, which I want you guys to check out. Basically, um, does like an entire surveillance of like the entire history of Fire Island. So it's so interesting. It goes from like um, the history of tea to um one of my favorite episodes was actually one that's just went called winter and it's just about what happens in the 375 wait not 300 i sound like portia <laughs> not 375 days it's um how many days of the it's like a hundred and something days where it's not really being occupied yeah i mean like like win winter well it's really just like the entire off season so yes, like yeah it, yeah like right now we're technically in the yes, the shoulders we're in like the shoulder season but once november hits yeah like november to april is technically the yeah. off season and there are only like 20 people who really between the pines and cherry grove who stay on and have winterized houses and when i came mm -hmm. up with the idea for this series i always knew the final episode was going to be called winter and it yeah. was going to center on the year rounders because i think so it's so fascinating it is i'm so glad you liked it no i really really enjoy it i'm not just saying that guys because she only told me to watch or listen to two episodes and i ended up listening to four and i'm gonna finish the rest i just haven't gone to cherry groves yet because obviously i don't spend that much time in cherry grove but oh, I you're am, like skipping around you're I'm skipping, skipping around, around. Wow. yeah but i okay, do that. okay but um but just real quick so just to wrap up stevie no stevie um that was one of her favorite places and so i think that um and we're going to talk about this in a minute but i think that's also rat have kind of such an affinity for the island is because I'd never been there without Stevie. This was actually my first time Labor Day that I just got back from. So I've been going how, for so how long. Was it? I, I want to know how was it without her? And then I want a whole review of yeah. your, your week. Um. Well, let's get into it. So so first off, do you want to talk about the podcast first a bit? Let's talk about the podcast and then oh. I'll talk about my experience, right? Okay, sure. Well, let me ask you, like, wh so which ones did you listen to? Like, did you listen to the Pines episode? Well, I wrote right here. Um, I listened to Pines. I listened to Gay Summer Camps. Gay Summer Camp was my first one that I listened to, and I really liked it. I actually cried during it um, because you wow. were... It is, um, it's such a, like an apt description of what Fire Island is, which is essentially like summer camp, the way they, all these different guests basically come on and a lot of recognizable names that you guys might know. Um, Joel Kim Booster, Matt Rogers, who were both in the Fire Island movie, um, Ben Rimmelauer, who wrote Luann's Cabaret show with her, um, DJ Lena, Margaret Cho, Margaret Cho, DJ Lena, who's an icon, Brian, Brian Moylan, who wrote the Housewives book. Um, I forget what the name of his is. I'm sorry. His is actually just called The Housewives. Uh, Housewives, right. Okay. It came out before the other one. Um, yeah. His is good. His is good. Um, you know who, you know who, you, you maybe you haven't heard him yet because he's in like, he starts at the Pines episode and then he sort of throughout the rest of the series is this guy who, Ben, I'm a, very tight with Ben. So he yeah. was part of like my sort of think tank of, you know, who to really speak to. And he's yeah. like, you need to get Paul Rudnick and shame on me. Cause I was like, who's Paul Rudnick. He's like, I'm going to connect you. He wrote the first wives club sister act. Oh, wow. The Adams family values. Oh, wow. Um, like he wrote all the, he's like this 
you know, incredibly talented. Like, <laughs> he's an iconic gay screenwriter, and he lived in the Pines in the Pyramid House, which is all the way mm-hmm. on the eastern side. On ocean. If you go all the way to Ocean in the corner of Seattle, you will see the Pyramid House. And he lived there for 16 years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I listened to him talk about it. Is he not unbelievable? Yeah, he's great. I haven't like, met I, him, but I mean, I just like listening to his stories. I'm just uh, hypnotized. Yeah, I um, felt like I felt like when he Ben Rim, I think he Ben Rimmelauer and also Brian Moylan, mm-hmm. I used nearly all of their material. Like there mm-hmm. was hardly anything. It's like they speak it like when they speak, it's like poetry. It's either like hilarious or like they're just they know what to do. Like they know how yeah. to nail the point. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Nardiccio as well, who now owns the Ice Palace and runs yeah, the, runs underwear, the party. underwear party. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, he had some interesting this. stories too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the gay summer camp, I think that was the first episode. This is the yeah. first, right. It's the first episode. And um, that's the first one I listened to. And um, no, I actually cried towards the it was like about four three quarters of the way in because you were talking about your personal experience about Fire Island, which I already knew myself you talking us knowing each other and you had gotten out of a long relationship what eight years eight over eight years over eight years um and right right before the pandemic and um literally like weeks like we didn't know the pandemic was coming yeah Yeah. but it was yeah Yeah. um in more ways than one and but (laughs) but you're but you you found fire island around that time and had a different kind of relationship with it um, and you were talking a bit about how kind of like being thrust into this community gave you kind of like a new life and a, a new a new outlook on life and a new kind of lease on life. And I don't know, I just it hit yeah. me because I had just gone back from Labor Day and it's my first time being there without my dog, my Stevie. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it just kind of like hit the same way because I have to kind of appreciate different things about Fire Island and experience it in a different way. Um, but going to what we were talking about earlier, my experience there I had a great time I had good friends there but um I'll tell you some funny stories because like I please yeah I am generally I don't know if many people know this about me and I um I don't talk about this a lot on this podcast but like I am generally a loner like I I do really well in large groups I'm an affable person I can be really social but I have like truly six or seven good friends you know what I mean and then I have tons of acquaintance I enjoy meeting people but then I my social battery buzzes out and then I'm like okay get away I I gotta get away and that um I think that like I noticed that about myself more this time just because I didn't have my dog and I'm just in a different place in life now and um we would be in really crowded like like tea or something like that Mm -hmm. If you guys don't know, tea is kind of like the the meeting spot. It's every single day around like between five and eight p.m., and um, we'd be there or somewhere like you know the under a party or some crazy crowded place. And I have like such a limited now social battery where I can like do it if I'm not drunk. And I'm just like, I gotta go, guys. If I'm not feeling it, I can't. That's one thing well, about I'm me. The same. I gotta say, like, I totally relate to that. People like, are like, I'm... no, stay. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go. And I really enjoy just like going off and being by myself. And it sounds kind of like somber and melancholy, same. but I just like need it to like recalibrate. Do you know what Let I mean? Me ask you, are you a late night person or no? 
I can't know. And like on a weekday, I am a very early bird. Like I am reading a book and I'm asleep by like 11. But when you get out there, I could stay up, you know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm fascinated by people. I mean, maybe they're just on drugs. I don't know. I'm fascinated <laughs> by people who can like I would lo- sometimes there are shows I want to go to that don't really start until like 11 o'clock, yeah, for example, yeah. like busted at the Ice Palace. There are times that I stay I stay in both, you know, I stay in both the Pines yeah. and Cherry Grove. And there are times that I'll be like, OK, I know that this trip I want to be sure to see like busted the assassins and like X, Y, Z. So I'm definitely going to stay at Cherry, stay in Cherry Grove so that I am steps from my pillow. Yeah. As soon because oh, otherwise see- I won't go because if. Oh. It'll stress me out like that. I'm going to be too exhausted. But see, like, no, I won't go home and go to sleep. I'll just go walk on the beach by myself and be like Lana Del Rey. Like, I'll be in my like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like very much that (laughs) mode. I'll stay up until three or four in the morning. I'll just be like sitting alone by the pool or staring at the stars. I'm like, I don't know. There's just something I'm so jealous of that. I, I, I like wish I had a lot that. of the time this time. And I don't want people to be offended, but it's just like, but somewhere... also, but also you're grieving. I think so. I don't think sense. I've realized that I'm grieving. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Um, but yeah, no, you talking, going back to you talking about community, that just really hit me and it made sense for me. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm just in a, I think I'm in like a transitional period of my like life. I mean, I've had Stevie in my space for 18 years. I don't know. I, the longest I've ever been away from her has been, I think like a week ever. So yeah, yeah, but it's okay. I'm doing really well, (laughs) but it's just, um, you know, so tell me more about, okay, this is what I want to know. And I, and maybe everybody, I don't know if that wasn't too dark. No, that wasn't. No, we're being real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to know, I know that when you went over Memorial day, you mm-hmm. were commenting a lot about how there were like juice heads in the gym, like gorilla oh, yeah. juice heads, just like so falling scary. out. <laughs> they, the, the last time, the but you, boys. by the way, I've worked out in that gym. Like I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah like there's been like a, like when a Tuesday rolls around, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm doing fucking nothing. I might as well get yeah. a workout now. Um, they could put some more air conditioning in there. I will, like, I would appreciate yeah, Anybody's it's a really small room, guys. It listen, it does the trick, but but I want to know what was you like when you when I was watching your stories at the end of this trip, you were kind of like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. Were you just being <laughs> funny or were you being serious? I was half being funny and half being serious. Like, you know, it's just like it's the best place on earth, but too much fun of and too much of anything. I just want to like, I wanted my bed. I wanted to like light a scented candle in my apartment. I love coming home to a fully clean apartment. Like I just love my space. And I, again, I just surrounded by people all the time. I think like I'm getting different. You know what I mean? I don't know. When you go, when you, I guess. But I had a great time. I had a great time. I want to ask you of your combined times this summer, because this is a question that I would ask people when I was doing the interviews for the series, I would ask them like what over the years, like what have been like your high highs and your low lows on fire Island. So I want to hear from you. You can do either this week or just even collectively all of your time there. The funnest times I've ever had in fire Island has not even been out at a club or a bar. It's been like, and, and the crazy thing about it is don't let, and for people, I'm sure people have listening listening that have never even been to Fire Island. Don't let social media fool you. Sometimes you see these people in like these gorgeous big houses and they're so like large and expansive and they look so expensive. Sometimes those houses have like the like the most negative energy. 
I go, I'm very big on energy that, that as we know that Island is full of ghosts. I just feel like sometimes those houses just don't, aren't the vibe. The best times I've had are in the crappiest houses with my best friends. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, we're at this rink-a-dink shitty house, but we're, you know what? We're going to make the best of it. And it'll be like the worst weather. It'll be like, we'll go Memorial day. Cause that's like what we do. So it's like, it'll guaranteed to rain and be cold at night. But you know what? If you have a fireplace and you're just drunk, wine drunk, listening to Bonnie Raitt with me and my friend, Will Davis, dancing around in sun hats around the living room until 4 a.m. in the morning, that's like my highest of highs. Just like, you know what I mean? You don't need like all the bells and whistles. It is just like, just get there and the fun will have itself. I'm serious. Only boring people get bored. Of course, obviously. Yeah. And what have been your worst of times? Um, it usually involves like when you bring love to the island, when you like have like some kind of relationship going on or you're talking to someone, just like leave expectations. Drama. Drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I'm just saying that my worst times, it's like, you know, yeah. It ends yeah. up being like an episode of Siesta Key. Can we talk about how <laughs> that's funny? <laughs> Are you, can we talk about how? Well, first of all, did you see Luann on Thursday? I did. Okay, so did you see my story? Someone sent me. Um, yes, it was like day two. I was there. I'm Thursday just remembering now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my friend Mike Borowski, shout out Mike, DJ Mike Borowski. Um, he DJs um tea there sometimes, and then he DJs divas at Sip and Twirl. And he can I can he, I give you a, a fun fact about DJ Mike Borowski? Yeah. yeah. He is the one who runs the at if you follow at the Fire Island Pines, he runs it. Oh, really? That makes sense. Okay. Because we were because they would do a lot of promoting of the podcast. They, were, they and- would post they would post me a lot too. That's interesting. Okay, that makes sense. And one time I was like, that, you know, I would be like, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm like, by the way, like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's TJ. Like, oh my he's God. the best. When I first started going out there, I would rent from him. That's how I met him. Yeah. Aww. And he would come visit the house. Um, okay. But he booked her. He books all the housewives. And then he was like, he kind of gave me a hint that she was going to be there. Most people that know me know I do not really like Luann very much. Um as a housewife, like I listen, what she's what she's contributed to that like housewife's larger lexicon, great. As a person, not really had the best experiences. But let's be real, most of the old Rony women, it's really hit or miss. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I had, I had, a, yeah. I had. Oh, so continue your story, and then I have sort of like a strange Sonia oh, thing weird. that okay. happened last week. But go, go on. No, um, so Luann was there. Uh, she, someone sent me a picture of her from because obviously when anything goes down on that island someone has to send me either a fight video or a celebrity side because because they know i'll just post it i guess so that's what it is now but so um no she was sitting having food at the canteen and i was like i was like to my friend i was like i wonder if she knows that she's feet away from history the famous battle i bet she, of- did. I bet she didn't know no clue um no she was there and then later that night at divas at sip and troll we went and she came by and she started performing or she didn't perform but she stood behind the dj booth very like a la paris hilton while but i saw her like her music. push but i saw her like push a gay away oh really or, I didn't, it was like or see. it was she like grabbed the phone a guy wanted to like i think take a photo with her and i think she grabbed the phone to like, really? take the selfie mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's the most <laughs> luann thing i've ever heard i didn't personally see that but i could check out um no no the video is out there like floating that's amazing you can watch it yes of course <laughs> um listen i'm glad she's getting booked 
Um, my friend Jessel, do... my friend Jessel got her job. <laughs> What's her job? No, I mean on the Real Housewives of New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, did you know? Did you know her before? Uh, Louis or, or Jessel? No, Jessel. Did you know her? Before? Uh, knew of her. We have a friend in common, but we had oh. never hung out. And then mm. after they kind of set up an, uh, a meeting. Um, great lady, so much fun, so how sweet. Are you, so how cool. are you? How are you liking the new New York? Well, we're gonna. We're definitely gonna. I want to get into all that with you because I definitely okay. want your opinion. But but first, let's talk more about your podcast. Okay, so then the next episode I listened to was The Pines. Loved that, and it told the whole full history of The Pines and kind of how it originally started as a straight community for families, but then the gays kind of. Did you know? Did you know? Were you like? Did you know the whole history of John White and how I knew it was like a closet? Like it was a closeted. So I've heard this story so many times, but I just like, I feel like I lose the details. And now Mm. I feel like I will always remember because it's like so detailed, but I did know that it was originally like a straight neighborhood. You know, that's what they were trying to build it up as. There was actually, there was actually, if you Google, if anybody listening to this, who's like a Fire Island person, if you Google the sign in the Harbor, if you Google like family, this is a place for family values. There was a sign planted in the harbor that said, this is a family community. And it listed, it like enumerated, like, we discourage like speedo bathing suits. We just, whatever is below the level of moral behavior. And there's talk now of rebuilding that sign to make it like, obviously like gay and fabulous, which I think they should absolutely. Yeah, for sure. As like a, sure. cause they have to do, like, I think it's so great to preserve the history. I like, think that would have been amazing if they still had the original sign, like just leave it up. That would be like fucking hilarious. Just, that would be guys hilarious. looking out in front of it. <laughs> well, they, they used to, they used to do that. Yeah. Um, and they would like vandalize it or they would steal the sign um, well, the on weekends. Have, the crazy thing about Fire Island is, is that there's all this history and all of these people, Madonna used to go and, and Debbie Mazar and all these icons. And, but like, nobody really took photos just because it wasn't the digital kind of age. Mm-hmm. And also it wasn't that kind of place. Like people would, the history of it is to go there and be secretive. So there was no real everything you have now is through writings and through just like, I, I don't want to say survivors. It's like, not like it's like a hurricane fire Island survivor, but like <laughs> yeah. they're just people that are still around to tell their stories. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why I think that this podcast is so important. Um, yeah. Thank you. Guys, thank you. Yeah. 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 I tried to get um, like the, the sort of like the oh, people are saying like, Oh, I, the overwhelming like thing, note that I got from people is like, I love hearing from the OGs. Like, yeah pansy who created the who he's the one who like kicked off the invasion which mm-hmm. is like the annual july 4th event and you know what well, i have several people who are who have been there from like the 50s 60s and 70s and yeah. i think that's the, those people truly have the most interesting stuff to say yeah. because they've lived it um dj lena had some really great stories and i want to get into those later actually on the bonus episode um okay. and we'll talk more about tea and all of that um yeah, I don't know. There's just like so many things I love about Fire Island when I'm there. I'm like, you know, one of the, I mean, like the underwear party is like one of my least favorite, but then from a kitsch factor, it's like from a kitsch standpoint, it's like, it's like still fun to like do for a minute, but I'll tell you my story. Okay. So I have a story about this pastime. Okay. And you're going to laugh. Um, So it's like, we go to the underwear party. I did not want to go. I was like, I don't want to go to Cherry Grove. I just want to stay in the pines. I don't want to, it's like on a Friday night and you have to like go to this ice palace and everybody 
takes off all their clothes and has to put them in basically, well, we used to put them in trash bags, but now they upgraded and now it's like nice D world underwear, like bags. Mm -hmm. But, um, so then you take off all your clothes and you're literally just walking around in like shoes and underwear. It's like, so I can't. And then, but I was like, whatever, we'll go. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, we go and then I'm hanging out for like an hour and I didn't even like even have that many drinks or anything. I was just like, I just don't want to be here. Like when I don't want to do something, I'm like, Steven, uh, um, Steven, Will, everybody, I, you guys stay. I'm going to go. I'm just going to. And they're like, you're going to take the ferry or the uh, there's like a ferry that takes you all the way back. The to water Carl. taxi. Yeah, yeah, the water taxi. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to walk. Fuck it. Because I've done it so many times in the past before. But I haven't walking done it. On the, walking on the beach or walking through the meat rack? Meat rack. No. <laughs> yes. No, that is disgusting. It's not disgusting. What? Heck? Yes, it is. You're literally walking through mud. No, no. If you take the right way, if you take the I right way. I feel like any way is full of mud. If it is rained in any capacity, it is muddy. It didn't really rain, but okay. So, but get this. Okay. So that's where we take as my story. So like we start getting, I get to the meat rack and I have the, anyone who knows me knows I have like chalk white shoes all the time. One thing about me, my shoes <laughs> are always going to be very, very white, like, <laughs> like white, white. And so I'm like, I get to the sand in the meat rack and I'm just like, take off my shoes and I'm holding them like this. And I still have like most of my clothes in a bag. I think I'm still in I can't remember. I'm not even drunk, by the way, guys. I'm just tired and I just want to get home. And I'm like, fuck it. So I'm walking through this like basically quicksand of sand. And I start walking through this like, and I know all the ways through it because I've done it so many times before in the past. But for some reason, I took the wrong way and I ended up. And I was like standing in front of a puddle of mud and I was like, See? and then, but yeah, I know. And then it's like, but then it's like at that point where it's like, if I turn around, I'm going to have to walk so much further. You know what I mean? It's going to take twice. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm just going to walk through it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to step around it. Oh. I'm just going to step around it. And then I try to step around it. And I, I'm not on my bare feet, by the way, I was wearing socks. Cause I was like, I at least wanted some kind of barrier. I know your face and so i'm walking and then all of a sudden i slip and i'm holding my white shoes <laughs> i fall in the mud but no 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 i fall on my knees but i'm still holding the shoes so the shoes are still bright Stay, white, safe but safe. I'm, everything else from my like waist is like i mean this sounds like a scene out of survivor it was ridiculous and then people i tell the story to they're like Oh my God, that's so sad. I'm like, no, it was like, I don't think you understand. I was alone and it's a full moon and I'm just sitting there and I'm standing there in the middle of the mud and I just start busting out laughing. Cause of course this would be, everyone else is like having fun at the underwear party, all drunk, drunk, making out, having fun. I'm like, I'm just in the mud with my white shoes. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something. Daniel Nardigio, <laughs> who is the creator of the underwear party, and mm -hmm. in what episode is it? I think it's the episode called T. Yeah. He talks about sort of I sort of summarize the 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 inspiration for creating the underwear party, how he originated it in New York City and then brought it to Fire Island two years later. And it's been it's the longest running Friday night party. It's the longest running party for 20 years. And I was talking to somebody, actually somebody who's part of the podcast. I was talking to them the other week on Fire Island, and he's like, we were talking about Patty Lapone because I went to see P Patty's show there mm -hmm. yeah. the other week. And I was like, I wonder if Daniel made money on Patty. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he made money. Okay. Like I got how I got Patty Lapone cost $50,000. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and there were 400 seats and the seats were the low, the, I think the cheapest seat was around either like, it was like 199 ish. Oh, wow. Figure, figure that. And then, but they went up but that's, to like 300. So if you do the math. But that's a classic. I mean, like how many times in your life are you going to be able to see Patti Lapone Broadway? I'm not, I'm not guys. I'm not even a musical. Like I'm not even, a, but I know who Patti Lapone is and I don't like if the opportunity presented itself to go see her in such an intimate environment, I would probably oh, it show was up one the of cash. the it was one of the most memorable icon. live experiences yeah. ever. And yeah. I had seen Dina Martina there. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever seen Dina, but yeah. Dina Martina is unbelievable. I saw her there actually over Memorial Day when you were there. I saw her and in Pichon. The best. Like seeing her at the Ice Palace, like the cra- the room. Yeah, it's the crappiest, like guys. It's like the. <laughs> well, well, it's like when the crowd is like into the act, the energy is incredible. Yeah, it's raucous. Um, but the, the but the point of that about Patty was that Daniel has sort of found the secret sauce with the underwear party. Like he has made a fortune doing the underwear party because my friend was saying, like, basically, it's alcohol plus sex mm-hmm. and you it's something you can't do in manhattan yeah. because they wouldn't yeah. allow the sex to be happening but because it's in this weird location and it's certainly not policed like a party isn't policed like that and yeah. it's in like this behind this curtain i think between alcohol people will go because it's the opportunity for sex in a different way. Like this guy was and, explaining it to me. I'm like, but yeah. why not just go on grinder? They're like, no, it's it's different. Yeah. But the thing about it for me, it's more like the trash factor. But like, I don't like, I am very sex positive. I love everybody to do whatever the fuck they do. Just don't get any on me. I'm like, but I don't <laughs> like me personally. Like, I don't like lead with sex. So it's not my, it's just not my thing. Like, I'll go and have a good time and get drunk. But then I'm like, people start like making out and like doing everything around me. I'm like, I gotta go. It's like, someone's going to get something on me. And I just know that I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. That's just my, cause so. <laughs> Anyway, so I walk home and I'm covered in mud and I finally get home and I just like get in the hot tub and just, yeah, relax. Wow. But, I have um, that to was ask, funny, why, you, funny... why didn't you walk the beach back? I usually do. So sometimes you can, you know, you can enter the meat rack. Well, not really. the You're on the beach part and then you can go over to the right and go to the beach. And I don't know. I was just looking at the sky and I was like, wow, I never get to see the stars anymore. My dumbass. And then I just, oh, I'll just make a left here at this tree. And I just... I don't know. It's been so many years too, because I don't really go to the underwear party ever. So I got, you know, Mess. my brain isn't what it used to be. I don't know. One time we were so drunk. Me and my shout out my friend Jeff. Um, <laughs> he's gonna love this story. One time we're walking home and he's so drunk. We're on the beach and he's like, "B, no, we gotta get a hold on. We gotta get an Uber." I was like, "Well, there's no Ubers out here, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. All right, come on." <laughs> and it's like very like, "Come on, all right, Dorinda." That's oh not. my god! <laughs> no, there's there's so many good stories about Fire Island. Um, my favorite thing about Fire Island though is the insects and the stars at night. Like you can hear them and you can see them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I love. Divas. I mean, my my yeah. my favorite thing at night is seeing the moon over the ocean. Yeah, I feel like it's so special. That's why I love doing the walk. Yeah, in the evening, like at like eight o'clock at night, where after like the sun has set. Yeah. I think it's gorgeous. Like the moon, like just bouncing off of the uh, the water. It's to me, that's yeah. beautiful. What were you saying about divas? When I was younger, I used to bring guys and just make out on the beach. I'd look, look at the moon. 
Okay, now look at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then that's, a good, that's a good line. That is a good line. Yeah, something the moon hits. Yeah, it's like very moonstruck. Yeah. <laughs> um, where was I going next? Okay, so I want to switch gears. Oh, there was a fight, by the way. There was another fight at the canteen, apparently. No. Some someone's <laughs> there's something very haunted about that space, guys. I didn't see it. I was upstairs at the pavilion, but someone later on sent me the next day. They were like, B, I caught this fight video. They they were mostly just like yelling and screaming and pushing each other, but no real, no one really connected. Um, but there's something about that place in front of the canteen that people just like feel like a violent spirit comes out. I don't know, but this Mm-mm-mm. stay away. That food is haunted. <laughs> oh my God. If only, if, if like the only thing is, is like that has actually helped, I think, canteen. Like, pe- it's like more famous now. People like this drunk. summer is the most famous it's ever been because of that chicken tender thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, PJ. <laughs> um, I want to switch gears though. I want to ask um, what you thought about it and just like that because we oh haven't really God. talked. That's so funny. Uh, just like oh as a, like a wrap up. Just like, what did you think about how it kind of wrapped up? Okay. In summary, <laughs> in summary, it. I really thought it was going to be, I was shocked it got renewed for a third season. Like it, <laughs> this felt like we were ramping up to a finale. Yeah. Where, where is left to go? I know. Like every story, every storyline that has been played out, they've done before. Like all of Seema's stuff, they've done that before with either Samantha or other characters. Yeah. Like her falling in love in two seconds and then Yeah. Richard. Or her being being like the strong, powerful, like single woman and then saying I love you too quick. Yeah, by the yeah. way, that was Richard Wright. Samantha did this with Richard Wright. Yeah, yeah. Like like every storyline has already been done. So are they just gonna do this forever? This show? They can. And I mean, and don't I get me would, wrong. I, I will watch, watch it. it. Yeah, that's the <laughs> exactly. thing. I'm addicted to that's, it. I will watch so it till bad. the wheels fall off. You want to know something crazy? I ran into Sada Ramirez twice this summer uh, on on Fire Island. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't interact, but I saw Sada Ramirez once in the Pines and once in Cherry Grove eating ice cream. Huh. Which I was they like, were probably standing in, li- in Cherry Grove. I was in line to get ice cream. Huh. I don't know what I would say. That's the thing. I don't know what I would say. It's like, I was like, oh, this would be amazing. But also, I feel this is a bad energy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get a good vibe. So I'm a little scared. But um, I don't know. What don't are we know what doing? doing? It's what are like we doing really weird like, to make like, Sarah, like Carrie's now a sad cat lady who's going to wait five years for Aiden. Like, I thought the oh. whole point was to like make her like. She was, this was not the Carrie that we know, like to wait for five years for a man. And, and she's like the, the epitome of like what she was. She's the antithesis rather of what she was mm-hmm. originally. Um, and what is this house that she has? It's like, I miss the apartment. Like this is. I only want to be in that apartment. Do not put me in a, like a three bedroom big thing on Madison Gramercy Square, Park. Or Gramercy what, Park. Sorry. Yeah. yeah it, but like, that's not, why do we want, so now we're stuck with this. How are they going to undo that? I don't really fucking They're probably going to have her move in with Miranda because Miranda's like on. Did she sell the apartment to the young girl? That's what we are supposed to believe. Okay. I thought maybe she would have just kept it and sublet it. That's that's what would make sense. But in the end, Seema was saying like, you got this for like a steal. Like, that's so dumb. Why? I can't. I don't know. 
I don't really understand what's going and on. I'm, and also, show. I'm sure the writers, and also, I'm sure the writers will forget by next season. Yeah. And so they'll make it that she sublet it and then like she gets it back. They'll forget that they wrote that she sold it. So whatever. Um, I don't know. They'll be back. So I'll keep watching. I don't really know. One one story about New York that I'm actually really fucking enjoying. And I, I don't know. It's been like really up and down with people, the reception online. But I think overwhelmingly the people that have taste and that know are really enjoying Real Housewives of New York. Are you like, oh, what? You don't. I <laughs> you're no, like, oh. okay. No, 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 no. Listen, I, you know, I ride yeah. so fucking hard for but my friend who's text texted me. To, oh, my friend texted me today. I, I texted my friend this week's episode of Roni was my favorite of the season. Yes. And yeah. Because they're, they're finally activated. And, and he it, responded. I think you're just dictmatized by Jenna Lyons. It could be. Or do you like really love her? I think she's. I'm in, I think I'm in love. I think that she's an excellent housewife. I think that she's breaking the mold of what people think a housewife should be. And I think that the whole point of housewives in general was to give you kind of like different glimpses of how women interact with each other in different locales. Uh, Phaedra is a very different housewife than Vicky, mm, who's a very mm -hmm. different housewife than Jenna Lyons. So who's like when people said she doesn't seem like housewife material, it's like, well, who's to say what that is? It's like, well, a woman you know that what? Makes, but, like, but, here, but here's the thing. A, a and person I love who her seems, as it. A person who seems like quote unquote housewife material is probably not going to be done. Is, is Jen Shaw. That's housewife material. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we end up getting, right? It's, and yeah. it's those people who are these tryhards. You know who else is? Jennifer Aiden housewife material these people who would just like do and i could think of like a bunch a bunch of yeah, others yeah but jenna i think is the i think jenna and aaron are the two only aspirational ones jenna's the only truly aspirational one because yeah. she's self-made aaron is think that she stepped into a family business and whatever mm -hmm. but listen mm -hmm. she's you know built a great life and career for herself but yeah, tell me why you thought this episode was so good because I loved it too. My oh friend my god, it was, was multi pronged because again, going back to the Jenna stuff, this really cemented for me why Jenna is, and I'm saying this, I think that she is the most accomplished, the most influential housewife that we have ever had across any city, any franchise. Like when she was talking about how she works with the Rockefeller Center. Yeah, I was like, that 100. is real New York. Like Ramona could never, Bethany could never. Like her and her mark is so indelible on this city. You, she is fine not doing this show, but she, we're lucky to have her. She's someone who is involved in the arts. She has a point of view. She has a good sense of taste and fashion. She's gay. She's gay. She's like, she's got great taste in interior design. She could probably talk to. She could probably call up any fucking designer that you know and your you know what i mean in your brain jenna lyons it's is, this is the kind of person that you want on this kind of show jenna lyons is culture yes she's and new york it. she's she's so new york and that's why it's like the only way to get someone of her caliber was to do a full sweep and i that that's what it took then that's she never would have done this show if it was like sorry to say like luann and I wouldn't be so sure about that. She said, I'm pretty sure. And I think in an interview, she said, that's she bullshit. Sure. You don't think that's so? bullshit. No, I know it's not true. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, da, 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 she, first of all, had her other show, Stylish, 
on HBO Max, but also before the Roni split, before it was announced, they were splitting it. You into suggested like it. We, yes, I was part of the ecosystem that suggested it. And she was like, yes, like I would love to do that. And, and then Andy. And then our friend was like DMing her and they're like, send this to Andy. And it was the thing that I had created and uh, put on YouTube. And so she, this was before it was even known that they were going to be. <laughs> but I think it planted an idea in his head. Yeah. And I think it's one thing to say in a DM that she thinks it would be interesting and quite another to actually sign the paperwork. And I think that probably to really do it, she probably would want to do, you know what I mean? Listen, I'm well, glad. What's interesting is you just brought up a great point. So a lot of people, you know how in the show it's all, you know, a lot of the women are like, oh, it like you was promoting your brand deals and whatever. Let me tell you something. Yeah. It is in her contract that she can promote all of her shit. Huh. That is why if you take advantage in his, of it in his book, The Daddy Diaries. No, she, she's doing it in a way that other <clears throat> housewives wouldn't be allowed to in the dad and by diaries. the way by the way it's really smart to be filming this during the holidays and slip it in as gifts it seems like less abrasive totally. if anything i think it's better when bethany was doing it she had like ski equipment and sunglasses and do you remember the volkswagen bug remember the bug do you remember of course was, like, remember you the drive bug. that you drive that everywhere and she's like <laughs> you really God, drive that, that? A... but do you remember the skinny girl snowboard I have a, what is um, that a lover boy Oh my God. Oh, we need to talk I, I, on my list. Yeah. We're going to be going backward to Loverboy. Thank you for. I think we'll that. probably talk about our list on the bonus episode. I think that's probably what we'll. Oh my God. It. Really? I was so excited to go. <laughs> okay. Well, how about this? We'll start your list. We'll both do one of ours and then we'll carry okay. it over onto the. Because I feel like we're running, we're like, we're 40 minutes in. So. Oh, okay. Um, so should I pitch one to you and then you tell me which one you want to do on the main one? Yes, but really quick, before we get off of Roni, I just want to know, I want to go person to person. What do you think of each cast member? What do you think about okay. Cy? No. We're all over the place, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, pass. Okay. pass. Like, pass? Like, like, I would, I would like, X her out. Oh, you, okay. I, you don't She's, think you would want to see I liked, her a second season? Don't care. Okay. Because okay. I, I liked her backstory, but that doesn't give you permission to be a totally obnoxious. I think it's too soon to say for me. Okay. Um, but I wanted so much more from her. I really I'm just thought gonna I was... give you. I'm going to give you just quick response. I'm giving you my yeah. first thought response. So my yeah. first response is next. Like Jessel. not interested. Jessel is funny. She, I love that she doesn't know where she is. I like that. Deliciously Delulu. <laughs> the scenes with the husband are oh, yeah. fucking truly hilarious. Yes. yes. He, I, I he, think they're my he, favorite couple on Bravo. And I'm not just saying this, like they are so good together that I could watch he, them forever. He is the first New York husband quote-unquote husband to be in the chair i think since mario yeah he's just so likable like he's just like he's very like he doesn't care that the cameras are there he's just gonna be and when, you, when you when you interviewed jessel did you happen to ask if he did in fact go to vietnam to get a I, sandwich i didn't ask but i will okay can you follow up i want to try to follow up i'll try to follow i up. bet you andy asks that at the reunion i um but he did follow me on instagram guys so i will ask him on there <laughs> i love that for you we okay love, yeah um, no, we love Jocelyn Pavitt, like the best. Um, what do you think about, well, obviously you said Aaron, aspirational. She's great housewife. I love, I, I love Aaron. Don't like love her, but like, I think that she serves her purpose on this show and I'm not, it's not intended to like love everybody. Well, I no, think I think she's great entertainment. I think she's, yeah, she's in, to me, she's incredibly watchable. So 
I yes. think that, and I agree with Jessel about this. Jessel said on the episode that we recorded, um, I asked her which girl she thinks will last the longest, go the furthest on this, mm. kind of end up being the OG of this. And she thinks What'd Aaron would. Aaron. I see and I it. I think so. I see it. Yeah. I think, oh, I I think Aaron's in this for the long run. Mm. Yeah. Love um, it. What do you think about Bren? <laughs> she reminds me of <laughs> she reminds me of like Whitney on Salt Lake City for some reason. Yeah, try hard. Yeah. Not try hard. That's terrible. Um, that makes it sound like no, I like Bryn. I just I don't know. It's like it's hard. With this dynamic, I feel like she gives what needs to be given and she is the energy in the room. But I sometimes wish there was someone to match her energy so it wasn't on her because then it feels like she's on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I feel like we need and I think that's probably what was supposed to end up happening with the original girl Lizzie. Like she was kooky and I thought that that would have played together and apparently according to page six, they did fight and bunt heads mm-hmm. and that's why and I think that that's what was supposed to happen but now it's really all on Bryn to kind of carry this kind of like but I think in like a different dynamic I think Bryn would be like literally everyone's fan favorite yeah who's to say she's not I you know yeah agree I don't mean I don't mean to shut on Bryn I, I I like her I think she's definitely come back second season um Uba I love that she is on her own spinoff within Roni <laughs> She is filming a completely different show and she's just like I would like to do a taste test of Uba Hot. Yeah. I bet it's good. I'm ready. I bet it's good. I pretty they're gonna bring everybody back. Yeah, it's no, gonna they're be not the gonna... exact same. It's gonna be the exact same cast. Maybe and then plus one person. The, they're gonna fill the seventh slot. And I hope it's maybe someone a little bit closer to Jenna's age. Yeah. We could use like a little bit older energy and then it'll be perfect. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want like a businesswoman, like a like a really like. Yes. And I predict. Well, I hope. <clears throat> I don't predict it, but I hope now that Jenna is dating somebody who Jenna is dating this like power lesbian, yeah. this like yeah. New York power lesbian. She's a photographer of like yeah. the Annie Leibovitz kind, and she seems to be fine like having her photo posted like directly to Grid. Yeah. So I think we're gonna see her, or at least be open to talking about her yeah. on the show. Yeah. And. I am very here for that. Yeah, I'm loving it. I think it's a great show. What Anyone do you think of the can... Salt? What do you think of the Salt Lake City premiere? Well, let's talk about that on the other side. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I really <laughs> want to get into that with you. Okay. Um, give me your first thing from your list, and then we'll kind of. Okay. Well, I'm gonna let you pick because they're equally juicy. Okay. I'm gonna let you pick what we want to do on here. Number one, the Lindsay Carl breakup. I, I can Lindsay talk Carl for hours. Are you sure? Let's do do it. you want to hear the other option? What's the other option? The Heather McDonald, Jeff Lewis, Real Housewives. Okay, of we'll get that out of the way because because I don't care about Heather. So like I know that I know of it. So you tell me about the Heather McDonald and you, Jeff Lewis. You want to do that and save Lindsay and Carl for yes. the bonus? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. God, <laughs> this is what he chose. These were the things I came with. <laughs> okay. So what? Lindsay what and Carl are like kind of officially kind of called off the wedding, but not broken up. Right. That's what the news is. They were talking we about we Summer House know. guys. Yeah. yeah, we don't know because their wedding website is still up, but like, let, we'll go into detail about <laughs> that. The wedding website. We'll go into detail about that in the the bonus one. So what do you know? What do you know about the Heather McDonald, Jeff Lewis, Justin Martindale? That's the comedian. What do you know so far? I 
don't like this woman so i really try to like i see her name and i like oh run God. the other way i think she's so like like abrasive. sounds like it, okay it sounds like your team justin it okay. seems like she fights everybody <laughs> like right she's fought with like everybody she like and she's really good friends with like jill zarin and like or do you know heather mcdonald no no okay, no okay, okay. i no, no. Um, I'm, not, I'm just reacting to you. I'm just listening. So then Jeff Lewis and her apparently were like best friends, right? Because they're both like I terrible say people. Best, they've known each other for 30 years. They went to college together. Yeah. Water finds its own level. Um, I don't know. Shitty people find shitty people. They're both people that just kind of like have people that fall in and out of their lives. Like, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think that I read somewhere it had to do with like she borrowed and pair of earrings from somebody and went on vacation this is no that so the earring thing is actually just a footnote in the large in the more important okay. story that is a thing that jeff lewis brought to the table as like a way to really publicly embarrass her but that's okay. actually not the real story the story is really about this comedian justin martindale well he is a real housewife okay 100 like his yeah. radio show is a reality show he'll talk about cust child custody stuff every time he breaks up with his boyfriend like they talk about it he's so, kind of like a vicky gunvalson now he's like not you know well what he's really he's doing a gay republican he gives that would not be surprised would not you be shocked just yeah. hit it so far on the head <laughs> i like, would not be that yeah. it, i what happened was this comedian justin martindale who had been on heather's show many times he basically was asking to get paid and for appearances because he found because on Jeff Lewis's show, they get paid. So mm -hmm. that was like one segment of this falling out. And I think she did pay him the last few times. How Jeff gets roped into this is that he had mentioned to Heather, oh, I'm thinking of having Je they share a lot. The thing is, Heather, both Heather and Jeff share a lot of the same guests on their shows, like literally every week. Yeah. Every other week, they will have the same rotating cast of Jill Zarin, uh, comedians. It's the same people on their shows. Oh, my God. Shows. Jill Zarin, how'd they get her? She must be so booked up. <laughs> so and, busy. And apparently Heather said to him, please don't book Justin Martin. He was like, oh, I think I'm thinking of asking Justin Martindale on. And this okay. happened like a year ago. She said, yeah. please don't have Justin on. Like our shows are getting too similar. And he said, you know, he agreed to it. This was on the phone. And then in recently, he Jeff Lewis ran into Justin at a party and they're like, hey, hey, hey. He's like, you know, I would love to have you on my show. But Heather McDonald said I can't. <laughs> so he was starting the, the housewife. This is yeah, him. Yeah. This is him being a housewife yeah, yeah. in real life, and this That's kind messy. of kicked off a series of patreons that Heather did, sort of like telling all her side to her audience, and then Jeff would then go on the radio and then tell a lot of shit. So in a way, Heather. by them stirring up this drama between themselves, is kind of like a, um, like a secret business venture in a way because they're both monetizing they're both monet they're both running all the way to the bank yeah hmm. so that's that's the story and the nuance of it you to get the nuance of it you really would well i'm sure it's all written down in reddit in some reddit thread but you would have to listen to like i think the two or three patreon episodes that heather did and then jeff lewis his episodes are all on youtube so you can just watch those 
for free. I, I ain't watching any of their shit. Okay, These well, people, I'm just, <laughs> no, I but I love it. That. No, but I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad that you are explaining it to me. I, oh, I, I knew I've of been it. obsessed with it all week. Yeah, every day was a new adventure. Um, I'm surprised Heather McDonald's not ever, ever been a Ross life of the OC. That's an interesting point. I think in the very early days she may have wanted to be, but it kind of doesn't then, make sense. It's too meta. It's like that's, like, and then it became too meta. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first thing on my list is, um, and this will send us into the bonus episode, is the real house, the real mob wives of Salt Lake City. Ah. Um, <laughs> where I want to do, I want to talk more about the episode in the bonus, but um, I just want to say that I'm really shocked by the opening with like the slow motion and they're all wearing the fur coats. And I was like, you know, I was. I was sure that they were going to separate themselves from the Shaw drama of it all and the darkness of kind of what permeated the entire third, is it third season was the last one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, any normal show would try to separate itself from the darkness and the, the, the legal drama and the criminality of that kind of era. But no, this show said we're going to lean into it and we are going to go full on Mob Wives drama. And I, And you know what? I think it was a really smart move for them because this show, because it was like, if we're not going to focus so much on the religious stuff, which the show began with, and that was truly its identity. But when you got rid of Mary, a preacher, you really didn't have too much featured about the Mormon church because we can't film in the Mormon church and the people really in the Mormon church wouldn't want to be on the show. So it kind of lost that identity and it kind of just became about Jin Shaw. But now it's like, I feel like, They've really leaned into it. And for some reason, it's just like really working. It's kind of like giving this show um, a, a new identity in the Housewives lexicon. Like it's like New Jersey and this show are on the same level of like, like slow motion walking with a fur coat and just like screaming at each <laughs> other. And it's just like, it, it's just like giving mob wives in a way that like, like OC could never like um, uh, New York would never in it in a million years. You know what I mean? It's I feel like well, it's kind is, of carved out this, this the space. new Ron The new Roni is the exact opposite, opposite of Salt Lake City. Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, exactly. But I, I just feel like I guess I'm just really happy that they kind of decided to dig in because I would not have thought that this would have worked. And having the 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 what the FBI informant on as a Monica, her name's monica monica right? yeah for some Can reason she's giving me kind of like kelly dodd she's giving me she she came out of the oven fully cooked a fully cooked housewife the way dorinda did yeah right yeah like in that like yeah. she was ready to talk shit she yeah. knew the backstory she yeah. has insider information and she's like all right let's let's go i'm ready to like i'm not shy yeah it's i'm full on and so I was quite taken aback by her in a great way. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm happy. I think, I think it was a great first episode. Spectacular first episode. Yeah. Salt Lake City, the past few years, it sort of, I'll get to like episode five and then I get bored and then I yeah. never continue with it. So it's, I'm sure that'll happen again. <laughs> it's early to say, it's early yeah. to say. Yeah. But I, but I, they I always feel like have this is promise. They always have great openers and like a great, like, you know, sort of halfway point. They have standout episodes, you know, Meredith in the tub. Yeah. I love Meredith Marks so much. She She's shown up now. I, I love her. She has a whole new face. She really does. She's like unrecognizable. And I thought she was like 
very beautiful, like 1.0. Um, she didn't have to do anything. No, I, I agree. She's a gorgeous woman. Um, I want to go to the bonus episode, but let's tell the people where to find your podcast. There's yes, there's hot takes and deep dives. That's the main podcast. You have some fun yeah. people on there. Actually, Jenny Bix, who's like an executive producer and a writer for Salt, or sorry, for Salt Lake City, City. <laughs> Salt Lake City, SATC, <laughs> Sex, Sex in, in the, the City. City. Um, she's on there recently, so I think that's interesting. But you're you created Finding Fire Island, and that's the show that we were talking about the entire episode, guys. I implore you guys, like, please check it out. It's great. Um, Aww, I'm gonna listen to every so episode. Much. Thank you. No, it's so great. Much. I think it's only like it's only like eight episodes, right? It's like it's eight. It's eight episodes, yeah. and then I had enough leftover material for like a bonus of just like fun, you know, more Brian Moylan sex stories. <laughs> it's really. It's like if the time flies. It's like it's really good. If you've ever been interested in like just gay history and like the history of Fire Island, it's it's super interesting. From like really, um interest like i was always shocked by other people that would just pop up and then this person and i was like oh wow they sat down and then they're telling like oh they're telling everything okay so it's very juicy like if you're into like gossip and fire island and gay shit and new york city history you'll like it yeah agree yeah finding fire islands the podcast um Guys, go to patreon.com slash the B list and subscribe to the bonus episode of this. It's going to be the B side. And we are going to continue talking over there about Salt Lake City. We're going to finish our lists. I'm going to tell you my list. Jess is going to tell you hers. We're going to talk about the real mob wives of Salt Lake City more. And then I want to tell you a little bit about OC. I know you're not watching, but I want to tell you reasons why you should be. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Guys, um, we'll be on the B side. Love you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.